What's going on, y'all? This is uh, Return to Oswald, Episode 7. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon and Scar. Um, <clears throat> so, dogs? I figure we've been saying it for a good six episodes now, so we don't have to tell you how we got into this show anymore. We could just get right to it. This episode was very uh, Saeed-based. Um, I think okay. it was centered on Saeed and, and, and also everything that happened uh, in large part was in result of Saeed's actions. Uh, Brandon, well, before we get into a scar, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I, I got I got Brandon's order. He plays order. I, um, so I got everything printed out. I'm gonna get that out tomorrow. And life is good, man. Okay, Brandon, how are you doing? Tired. Going back to work is rough the first couple of weeks. I was gonna say, being that full time working man again is probably just like, yo, it, it hits you hard the first couple of weeks, and you get used to lifting that weight, and you like, I could do this all day. Well, I had to work this weekend. I had to, well, it's a long story, but the PP my job, my company works with uh, like the PPP stuff, mm-hmm. and PPP round two is this week, and we make the we make the software for banks to process those loans. And so it was like a big, big ass crunch to get everything by today. So okay. I'm good now, though. I think I'll be good. I got to, you know, I got to start working out again. Cause yeah, me too. When you work out, you have more energy. <laughs> me too. Yeah, very true. <laughs> very so, true. I need to get back to working out. I got this uh, program for you. I'll tell you about it afterwards. I think it's called uh, MTF or MBF, Muscle Burns Fat. Um. And it, it's dope. I, I just stopped doing it for a couple of days, but I've been doing it straight for like two weeks and it was really good. So I'm gonna go back to that. Um, so this episode was called Plan B. Uh, it is the, I'd like to say, penultimate episode. Uh, the next one is the finale. And the synopsis of this one is a recovered Saeed ostracizes Husseini Mershab for turning his back on him when he was dying. Nigga, does that happen? <laughs> and and does something hella petty. Uh, impressed by Saeed's power, Groves decides to kill Glenn in his honor, <laughs> but ends up stabbing an officer by mistake. Those two things are not connected, and yet they are connected because, like I said earlier, this entire episode is based off of uh, Saeed and Saeed's actions. Um, before we get started and really go too, too far into what happened in this episode, uh, Brandon... How'd you like this episode? How'd you like your hero? Is this your king? I thought McMahon's was fine. Do I was talking about Saeed. Oh, I love Saeed this episode. <laughs> I supported everything that he did 100%. Yeah, Not my, a, man, my man had a heart attack. It got the fuck up. It was like, yo. Oh, no, okay, I will say the part where he got up, we'll get to that, but the part where he got up, he was so full of shit because when he was having a heart attack, He's like, call the doctor, call the doctor. Now he wake up. I don't need no fucking doctor. Yo, <laughs> Yo that dude no sold the heart attack. <laughs> like Ultimate Warrior, no sold Triple H's pedigree, dog. <laughs> like he bounced right back up. Like her or Hussein, he didn't even have a chance to get his whole thing started. He, he undertakered the fuck out of this heart attack, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Set up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like though, like the time jumps. 
Like, when did this take place? You know what? I I actually took notes about that, and we're going to talk about it, but I don't think there's a lot of time jumps. I think that they're starting to really recognize it, and they are um, So the dude went on death row, and it didn't take six months? Well, they're they're taking steps to make sure they explain everything that's going on, but um, Husseini... Gets to prison. Uh, Saeed is in the hospital because he had the heart attack at the end of the last episode. Husseini is taking this time to try and take over. Talking about Saeed said, we should have a holy war that will take over the <laughs> prison and set it to flames. And at the same time, Saeed is in the um, in the hospital ward recovering. Uh, shots out to Schillinger for his one-liner in this one. Yo, girls, go get Dr. Nathan. Tell us Saeed finally woke up. Yo, you're going to pull something out, man. Saeed, you shouldn't be doing that. Stupid nigger. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. I swear to God, I shouldn't laugh at that. Yes, you should. That's fucking funny. What are you talking about? That's hilarious. Yeah. Funny as shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, they had to reinforce that he is still who he is. Like, you mean that shit didn't change? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he got problems with Beecher right now, but that ain't got shit to do with this white supremacy. Oh God, the white supremacy keeps going. So stupid nigger. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that today, I played it like five times. Just like, damn, he said that so smooth and. You know, and then the, the thing about it is like the way the camera is sweeping across everybody. His his timing is impeccable. Is like his controlled evilness is the best. The only time in, in in the future that he's not controlled, it seems super evil. But like he is, his controlled evil is the best. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? I'm not here to defend the white supremacists, but you know the nigger part is bad, but. You know, he was being stupid. He just happened to be a white supremacist, so he adds the nigger. But <laughs> if I was sitting there, I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You stupid? Like, what's wrong with you? He are just you happened to be racist. Con- are you saying that he was showing concern for Saeed in his own way? No, he was He was basically like, he's because he's racist, he was it was it was like confirmation bias. It was like, God, these niggas are stupid. They don't even sit down when they have a heart attack. Because you know, because he's racist. You know, yeah. the more that we go through this show and the more Schillinger I get, the more I am unable to unsee him in the We Are Farmers commercials. Not the more I see the same person in the fucking Spider-Man movies. Exactly. He's the same person. He's just not saying nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, if look, if Miles is in a movie... <laughs> If Miles is in a movie, oh we, no, they can't be in the same scene together. They can't be. They can't be. That's not gonna happen. Uh, he gonna he gonna slip up and be like, after we get Peter Parker, we come for you, nigga. Oh shit. Oh oh. Yeah. Um. And I love. Okay. So here's the thing. Um. I love the basic. Um. That what 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 you're getting ready to play the surprise motherfucker part of it. Um. <laughs> the way he just kind of shows up, um, but I think it does, is that dude the dude who says surprise motherfucker in Dexter has he ever been in Oz? Yes, he is. That is he he is that dude that says surprise motherfucker in Dexter. It was in Oz. 
Yes, we'll see him soon. Um, so who is this dude, by the way? Who Mershai? In real life, because he's a fucking horrible actor. This Mershai. Yeah. Roger Guinevere Smith is actually, he's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of uh, Spike Lee movies. Uh, he did a one-man show. He's actually a really good actor. Uh, he's the dude, remember, who was on um, Tales from the Hood talking about the spooks have guns. Um that don't that doesn't make him a better actor. That no, that it's just the me. thing. The <laughs> thing about him. The thing about him is, he just oversells everything. The looks on his face just be like lips poked out and all expressionable and all that kind of stuff. He's, and that he's, gets my nerves. He's just tinted Michael Rappaport to me. No, Michael Rappaport is way more, uh, way more charisma than this dude. He don't have no charisma at all. I don't know what the character he was trying to play, but it kind of took me out of the beginning of this episode because I'm like, why is he talking like that? Like, why does he have this look on his face? He doesn't have the look on the face of someone who's trying to get revenge. He's, it was just a weird look. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, so Saeed tells Dr. Nathan that he's all right. Dr. Nathan's like, you need to start taking the you, you almost died. You're not all right. You had a heart attack. Uh, he's like, I'm cool. McManus is like, we'll let you go, but you have to get, you have take to start taking these medications. You have to take this seriously. Sai is like, cool, I got revenge to get. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. You know what? You know what? Fine. I, I, I told y'all I'm not going to take this shit, but you know what? I got places to be right there. And so he walks up as Husseini and some of the other uh, Muslims are watching TV or praying, actually. And this happens. You saw that I was dying and yet you walked away? You wanted me to die. No, Kareem, come on, bro. I would never want you. No. This man is not our brother. He is our enemy. As of this moment, this man is cast out. No Muslim will speak to him, look him in the eye, or acknowledge him. You wanted the death of another? Right now, you dead to us all. Before we go any further, the way he said cast out, he said that like you got that fat jack. You are cast out, cat then, daddy. For somebody who had who just had a heart attack, the way he pushed that nigga back was like, yo, uh, like he still had a, a lot more left. Like, like he like he like completely no sold a heart attack, bro. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. Like his anger just conquered the heart attack. Like you sit down, we got things to do. That's right, Jack. Um, so, you know, I, I I just looked at that dude's IMDb. He actually played a character in Nice and Old Republic too. Dude, stay on pack, stay on, stay on point before we I talk about Nice and Old Republic. Oh, you we, mean this dude? That that dude played a, a played Baldor in in two. I bet you he like tried to turn on the hero, huh? Uh, yes, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Don't remember two that well. I mean, neither. I do remember one, especially the part at the end when you find out that. Um, fine, I won't. Um, but so at first, I was like, you know what? The ostrac the ostracization of uh, Husseini was a cold piece of work. But you know what, dude has only been there for like three days. For real. <laughs> and he, he done already shown that he can't be trusted. You go after the top dude and try and kill the king, 
you best not miss. What you think, Brandon? I supported all of this 100%. I don't know what the problem was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see any problem with anything that he did. Like, he, this, Saeed's not going to kill him. So, this is the next best thing. He deserved does. everything. He deserved it. I wish somebody would let me die who's supposed to be my friend or my brother and let me just pass out as a heart attack. And not, not only that, not only that, but then they whisper in your ear, this is the will of God that you die. <laughs> right? He deserved everything that happened to him. I don't uh, care about what happened to him. Oh, Scar. Instead of, <laughs> instead of singing backstabbers now, when I stab people in the back, I'm not going to do today smiling in the face like you used to. I'm going to go up to people and be like, it's the will of God. <laughs> I'll take it. And then I will just stab him. But um, in the midst of all of this, there's another poem by Poet. Um, I think that he was talking about Nancy Reagan, but y'all go ahead and take your own decisions from it. Kidnap the president's wife without a plan. Kidnap the president's wife without a plan. Yeah, I got a plan. It's etched with a knife in the center of my hand. So I guess I'ma have to keep my fist clenched. Walk around DC in the rain till my wares is drenched. Wait for that motherfucker to take out the garbage and do a press conference about what great shape this country in. And when them welfare cuts gonna begin. And when, when he pat his dog and kiss his wife goodbye, that's when I move in. I throw that silly hoe in the headlock. A muffle of grill so a scream stop. I whisper to her, your man ain't here to protect you, baby. He gone. I dial up my nigga O North, tell him meet me with the caddy on the white lawn. I toss it in the back seat. I cover her head with a black sheet. Put the steel to a grill piece. Be like, if you don't shut up, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lick two shots off in your dome piece. Watch it have fits. If she don't understand, I'm gonna give it a quick lesson in your bonics. I'm gonna shoot you, baby. I take her to my hideout in the low-income houses down the street. I replace her Joan and Davids with purple Reeboks on her feet. I give her four hungry kids, no job, no ambition, no family support, and a last welfare check. I give a crappy-ass Medicaid and an ill type of growth growing out the side of her neck. I tell her, fend for yourself. Keep you and them shorties in proper health. Then after sufficient time on that hype, I'll introduce her to the crack pipe. Yeah, I let her feel its soothing effects as she tries to forget about the absence of them checks. I make her sell her jewels for it. I make her, I make her pay her dues for it. And then I'll come to her late at night, and I'll be like, yo, everything ain't gonna be all right. You ain't gonna be able to go quietly in that good night. Peace ain't gonna come till your death be done. And then I'll lead her up to the roof. Ha! And I'll show her all the shit she don't own. I'll lead her over to the edge and leave her there all alone. Now, the end of that poem is interesting that he says, I'll lead her over to the edge and I'll leave her there all alone. Because uh, right when that's happening, uh, you see Husseini trying to sit amongst the Muslims after he got cast out, after he got exiled. Um, and I, I love and hate how Husseini heard that he was exiled and he was like, no, uh, just tried to pop right. back up like nothing happened. But right. And, and then, here's the here's the thing. That cafeteria don't seem like it's that large. All of the Muslims got up from that table. Every single one of them. Where the fuck did they go? Back to their cell. They didn't even eat. But um. It's interesting. No, they pick, said, up the, they pick up their trays. So did they just throw the shit in the trash? You got to throw your stuff away as you leave out. It's the same as camp. Um, but he was like, lead you to the roof and leave you there all alone. You know, uh, Hussein, he thought he was on the top of the world. He thought he was doing this thing, and now he's there all alone. So I thought that was really interesting. 
Um, I didn't understand anything in that poem. He took the, he showed the, he was talking about how if he took the president's wife and put her in a situation that impoverished folks are in, she'd end up being a crack addict. Yeah, basically. I won't take you from that White House and I'm going to put you in a poor house so you can feel how they feel. Mm -hmm. And then when you look out the window, you're going to see everything that you don't got. Also crack. Yeah. Also crack. So um, I I feel like Hussein, he just thought, okay, if Saeed's not here, I can still talk to these folks. (laughs) And they were just like, get the fuck out of my life. And it was a cold piece of work to see. But honestly, I think that this was my scene of this entire episode was the sequence that happens. Like, it's not just one scene. It's like what happens after... Uh, Hussein, he gets cast out and all the stuff he does literally just snowballs into him being the most hated man in Oz. Like everybody agreed for just one moment that the person that had the most in Oz was Hussein. He does. He does a Kenny. You know, when Kenny first got there and he was just moving through, everybody was like, yo, I'm trying to be down. Like he does that. It basically he does that basic same thing once he got ostracized. Mm-hmm. Um, so first he sits down, everybody gets up again because you're never going to keep him down. <laughs> Leads him at the tail by himself. He looks so sad, bro. Yo. Yo, y'all want to play that 2 on 2? Huh? Give that 2 on 2? Got it. Huh? Can I get the ball? What? If they didn't want to eat with you, what made you think that they want you to chill the with them either? You can throw me the ball, man. I mean, if you want to watch the ball, man, want to play some hoop, huh? Huh? No? Hoop, man. What? In the name of Allah, most gracious. Oh, man, why are you going to do this like now? Come on. He is Allah, the one and only. Come on, you know I would never Allah, say that I wanted Saeed there. Absolutely. Please. He begets not. He's crazy, you know. Nor is he begotten. No, the medication going to his head. And there are none like unto him. In the name of Allah, most gracious and most merciful. Yo, Saeed. Saeed. Don't fall asleep, brother. You might not wake up. <laughs> that was the funniest shit. He, he thought he had. He thought he had. A, he thought he had a moment. Like, yo, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't nobody else here. I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. As soon as you fall asleep, the shit you did to me wasn't right. Knock, knock, knock. Three niggas in a two-man cell. <laughs> <laughs> looking dead at your ass like do something but the other thing that I noticed about this part is Hussein he has his foot all in the bottom of uh, Saeed's mattress like he's probably pushing up with his feet trying to annoy him and shit trying to be that dude like Hussein he's a piece of shit dog Brandon I just want him to die I'm just waiting for that part okay let's keep going I'm waiting for that part 
What the fuck? Where'd that come from? Right? How does he even know about Jefferson Keen? But how did he how did he even come up with that? This nigga just reaching. He is, I mean, is like super reaching. He's like, um, uh, he's Jordan and Allen Iverson pick. Like he is all the way reaching. And the thing that shows you that he's reaching is the fact that he's saying this. But Adebisi knows that Jefferson Keene was literally like his boy until he started following Saeed. So he knows what happened with Keene. Everybody knows what happened with Keene except for Husseini because he wasn't fucking there. And he also knows that 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 Keen accepted his fate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it wasn't Saeed. It was just his, you know, he found something through Saeed that that some sort of serenity where he accepted his fate. And like nothing you gonna say to me at this point is gonna change the fact that I know this about this person that I knew. But more than that. This nigga literally is using fake news. Like everybody saw Jefferson King get executed, but he's literally saying, "No, I saw Saeed kill him." And everybody knew why Jefferson King was in that situation. He got set up. So, like, what does Saeed have to do with him being set up by the cops? Just I guess listen. he's trying to say that if Saeed never came, he would have never left out of BC's group. So he'd have never had all that shit happen to him. But he ain't got all of that information though. He ain't smart enough to come up with that logic. No, he is grasping for everything he can at this point. <laughs> you have some king into history, baby. Look, Saeed, you got to die. I know what's going on, holy boy. Yeah, I know they turn their backs on you. And you, you think because we have the same color skin, huh? <laughs> they ain't even close. <laughs> go, go, little man, go. <clears throat> Try the man next door. I'm telling you, Saeed want to start a riot up in here. He want to take over ours. Do you have any evidence? No, just what he told me. (laughs) (laughs) No, just what he told me. I I don't have shit. No, I'm telling you. I've been here for two days and Saeed told me about all his plans of starting a riot in the fucking prison. Do you have any evidence? No, no, not really. No, just what he told me. (laughs) This is... He's like he's like that cartoon character. Like, you got any evidence? Oh nope 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 nope. Let's <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going back to it. Like y'all don't know about recess, but this is also something. Randall would be like, "I know they're about to do something," and the teacher would be like, "Can you prove it?" And he'd be like, "No, but I'm gonna keep watching. I know it." Well, I need, we need something more tangible. Has there been any stockpiling of weapons? Just the usual jobs. Homemade. Mershaw, why are you doing this? Why are you giving up Saeed? I want to stop the violence. I've never said this before. I've never thought I was going to say this. 
But hats off to McManus for what's about to happen. Thank you, McManus, for seeing through this. I know that the warden is just doing what he feels he has to do for his job and taking all things seriously. But thank you, McManus. That is bullshit. McManus. Leo, you know as well as I do why he's here. You're so fucking transparent, it's laughable. Officer, get him the fuck out of here. Oh, look, 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 no, wait, I'm telling you, man. Come out, on. This one wrong. His motive for betraying Saeed isn't important. His information is. Leo, we're not going to get anything out of him. He's clearly out of the loop. I want to move him to another cell block. Why? Because I don't want the bad blood that's happening between him and Saeed to erupt into something bigger. He's out. All right. What was the last shakedown you had in M City? A couple of weeks ago. Well, I think it's time for another. So then what happens is that they have a shakedown. They uh, look for all the weapons. Spoiler alert. Literally everybody in the prison has a weapon. Everybody, everybody with a name. <laughs> except for Saeed. Everybody has a weapon, including Groves, who has a toothbrush that has a razor in it. <laughs> and then as everybody's down on their hands and knees, being told they're getting all their stuff taken away. Two months. You happy, Alvarez? That's all. Looks like everybody but Saeed has a weapon. He ain't stupid. Yo, who was the rat? I hear it's Marsha. Before we get to this part, I just want to say how petty it is, what's about to happen. That when he leaves out of his pod for the last time, all of the Muslims are facing towards where he'd be walking just so they could turn their backs on him one more time is the last straw in pettiness in my <laughs> eye. And I feel like Saeed was like, all right, y'all stand here. And when he looks at you, turn your back on him one more time so he knows what he's fucking with. Yeah, they are all standing there. Like, why Why were they all there? Like, like it doesn't seem like there's any cells between him and those stairs. And they all, they're all standing right there at the rail just to watch him walk past and turn around. Because that's what you do when you shame someone. When my dog does something wrong. You turn your back I, on her? I turn my back. She's looking at me and I turn around and... She'll get sad because she'll know she did something wrong. He That's got sad. She... He did look like a dog. He looked like a he little like, like a like a lost ass puppy by the end of this sequence. Cause he walked past like 10 Muslims who turned their back on him. And then he tossed a Saeed. Cool. And he looks over like he thinks one of them gonna be like, I did. You know, son, Kareem, you're supposed to be an imam, teacher. And all you taught me was that your God is full of hate and vengeance. So you better watch out, okay? That look on his face. I mean, it's just like you turn on me. 
like he lost all of the bass in his voice, like all of it. <laughs> like all of a sudden, Saeed comes back and like all of the bass in his voice just leaves. <sighs> so then he walks down the stairs and everybody spits on him. Yo, they all spit clean in this motherfucking face, and he can't do nothing about it. That's some nasty ass shit, especially like, like using like noun sensibilities with like have a have a motherfucker spit in your face. Oh man, you know how I many germs and like fucking like you know what? Yes, it's the night. They 90s. wanted him to get COVID. It's COVID nineties, <laughs> like nigga. It's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they're weaponizing COVID. They can kill him without killing him. Oh my god! Oh god! Twenty three years later, that nigga still got COVID. <laughs> COVID nineties, yo. Oh shit. shit! Um, so they put him in a one man cell, and he's looking around all sad. He's in the regular part of uh Oswald Penitentiary, so there's no glass on the doors anymore. But somehow, he still finds a way to slit his own throat. It looked like he broke a, some type of pipe or something from the bed or something like that. That's what it looked like to me. Or no love for this. Matters. No love for him at all. He tried to do too but, many dirty things. Yo, how fucked up. I mean, I, I you know, hanging, um, you know, like any other way to die, but like to slit your own throat. Like, what the, like, yo, I know he lost all the bass in his voice, but that takes, that takes something that motherfuckers just don't have. You know what? Honestly, though, we don't know he killed himself. No, he killed himself. We don't know that for sure. He's on a corner cell. He's by himself. Somebody might have just walked past and been like, for Saeed, and just... Yeah, but you would think that if that happened, they would stab him in the in his torso, not slit his throat. Like, unless he walked towards those bars or someone had access inside, like you can't yeah, you just to get you, can't, you can't just slit a nigga throat through some bars. True, true. I just want to point out that this nigga lasted about sixteen minutes in this show overall. <laughs> Good, he's ass. What a shitty actor. I'm glad he's done. Grand opening, grand closing. So Saeed takes this opportunity to go to the press and talk about the deaths in the prison. Uh, he's taking it straight to Glenn. Um, the press. How can y'all not like Saeed? This is the I man. I like Saeed a lot. He's the oh, fucking man. I like Saeed a whole Anytime lot. Anytime anybody can shit on that shitty ass warden, I'm for it. And so uh, Glenn responds by doing a press blackout, and I found this conversation to be hilarious. Your little television show got everybody's attention. I'm afraid that was your last performance. I'm ordering a press blackout. Warden. Can't you see? Now, why is blackout a big bad thing? You can get white out in a little bottle. Don't be smart. <laughs> Don't you be smart with me, you son of a bitch. From the first day you got here, you have tried to destroy everything that I built and everything that I stand for. Oh, <laughs> that is pride. <sighs> I know that well. Memanus, you've given yourself far too much importance. You see, because this thing is larger than you. It's larger than me. It's larger than heart attacks, because this nigga should be laying down at this point in time. He is completely overexerting himself. This nigga is talking foolishness in this fucking office right now. 
<laughs> like what the fuck? Like I I don't want I, I I always defend McManus. I didn't want to defend McManus in this situation, but that nigga said the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Why? What about the blackout? You can buy white out the bottle. Like I, I'm like yo, shut the fuck up. That's exactly what I would say. Like what are you talking about? That's one of those hits blunt memes. Like no, that is one of those in living color where Damon Wayans was the nigga saying all the big words in prison. Right. Blackout. You can get white out in a little bottle. That means it's not bad. That shit was stupid. So. He uh, basically tells them that they can't do shit. Meteor away. Give us a blackout. Censor our letters. Take our mouths shut. There will always be a man to tell the truth. The truth will be heard. So he walks out, or he gets led out. Glenn is hella petty, though. Super petty. So petty. Brandon, I know you had to be impressed by the level of petty that Glenn brought to the situation. I'm not impressed with him. He's terrible. Fuck him. Oh, oh, but it was just... so garbage. The next step that he does... And by the way, y'all, I've been watching um, L.A.'s Finest, which is on Netflix, and he's the father on L.A.'s Finest. Um, he did some petty shit on there too, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what he does next is that he sets up new rules, just like after uh, <laughs> no, he set up new nigga rules right after, like how McManus set up the rules where none of Shabetta's friends could be in Oz anymore. Glenn sets up rules that state quite simply no prayer beads, no special oils for religious purposes, no prayer mats, no koofies. <laughs> No matching clothing. <laughs> He's so fucked up, man. McManus did that because Shabetta is out here killing people and is fucking flaunting in his face. This nigga got mad because uh, Saeed told, talked to a reporter about some real shit that was actually happening with your cops beating the shit out of people and help killing people. And so you mad because you don't want your shit, you don't want the truth to come out because you know you supporting that bullshit, which we see later in this episode where he's supporting that bullshit. Fuck oh, man. So Saeed is like, yo, you're violating our religious rights, our religious freedoms. And Wellesley is like, well, you're in jail, homie. You don't have any rights. Long story short. So he's like, we don't need the beads. We don't need none of that. We got the joy, 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 joy down in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and if Glenn doesn't like it, he could sit on attack. <laughs> and so the next thing that happens is Glenn tells the inmates that the FBI report states the results of the FBI report states that everybody who was killed during the Italian gangbanger beef were killed by inmates, which you know I I, I could I guess they were. And then he says a little bit like, yeah, there was some, there might have been some officers involved. Yeah, they, they were, he said, he said officers were involved in a secondary manner with some of the murders. <laughs> like the two in the gym where they let them in. <laughs> right. Or, so they, or, they, or they let, or they let the guy in to burn Orlani alive. Like he literally opened the fucking door for this shit. Mm-hmm. What did he do with those officers? Put them on leave. 
Well, Healy got fired, but it wasn't because of that. Healy got or Healy got sent to jail because O'Reilly set him up. Otherwise, they probably would all been on leave. Yeah, because the um, what happens after that is that Groves. Um, well, he doesn't even get a chance to. Glenn doesn't even get a chance to finish talking because Saeed starts to tap out with spoons. Yo, he's just like, if you don't stop, I can't continue. It was like that's the fucking point. Like, you know, like we want you to shut the fuck up. And then, like, I would have just said the shit anyway. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's how it should have went. Like, if you don't shut the fuck up. Um, next step is y'all are going to go on the whole animal finish talking because me talking is obviously punishment to all of y'all. So, but, um, Grove sees, huh? I think Groves is ready to convert. I yes. was going to say, so a few episodes ago, Groves was talking to Father Ray and was talking about how he wanted to become Catholic because he likes the idea of the eating of flesh. After seeing uh, Saeed do this show of protest against Glenn, he's like the black dude with the hat and uh, X who walks up to Malcolm X and he's like, man, what you did down there, that was the most powerful thing, how to become a Muslim. So uh, Groves walks up to Saeed and asks him this. Mr. Said, hmm? I just wanted to tell you that um, the whole thing with the spoons, the whole Allah thing, it's awesome. A salami, I like him. <laughs> a, a salami, I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> a, a salami, Gross I like him. Tried. See, Gross, I feel bad for Groves because he has no business being in prison. Groves literally did. ate his mom. Right, he needs to be in some type of mental health facility. Rose literally murdered both of his parents with a ball pin hammer and got two counts of murder for life imprisonment. He decided that because what Saeed said about Glenn was absolutely right, he decided that he's going to kill Warden Glenn. So he dove at Glenn in a hospital ward, but he accidentally killed a CO who gave his life to protect Glenn. So Rose was sentenced to two counts of murder and life imprisonment on 7-3-97. On 8-21-97, Groves was sentenced to death. The timeline is fierce on this show, y'all. This shit makes no sense. So this, <laughs> like, so a month late, like he's only been in prison a month. Mm-hmm. So all that shit that happened with Jefferson, none of that makes sense. Fuck that. I can't, even, no I can't even set a motherfucker up to die in prison architect a video game. Like this shit, <laughs> like, the, the way this shit pops off, yo, that shit's crazy. But it's great because now it's we like, have an actual timeline. So in the time that Gross has been there, like I guess those prison beasts and the death sentence of Jefferson Keene and everything else took like two weeks. No, because they said some time passed in the other shit. <laughs> None of that shit. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That was bullshit. They should have never put a time frame to it, but because they said when he was convicted, and then they said when he was convicted for killing uh, Sergeant or uh, C.O. Smith. And they show him in court. So, mm-hmm. like, they show a brief scene of him in court. So, like, we seen he actually went to court at some point, but mm-hmm. this is the fastest fucking court I've ever seen in my life. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> right? <laughs> And so the next scene is him getting a chance to choose how he wants to die. Um, 
Warden Glenn comes over and says, you know, you've been condemned to death. How do you, how do you want it? And he <laughs> said, um, growing, he said, I, I would like a, a spiring squad. I think that would be dope. Um, and so he also told Glenn one of the best lines, me trying to kill you, me killing you wasn't anything personal. And Glenn, I, I felt like he walked away with the look on his face like, this motherfucker done lost it, or I understand. <laughs> I think it was more I understand. Also, in an in a absolutely dope moment, and I'm going to wait for, uh, I'm going to make sure Brandon can hear this absolutely dope moment. Um, in this absolutely dope moment, uh, Groves tells Glenn that the two COs that are behind his cell or that are the ones who work in his area beat him up. And after Glenn gets told that he wants to, that, that Groves wants a firing squad, he turns around and walks over to those two COs and tells them, I want y'all to come to my office after you get off work and explain to me why I shouldn't fire you both. Because Glenn cares about the inmates. Sure he does. Did you watch <laughs> the next scene? Did you watch the fucking next scene? Yeah, so now the COs are beating up inmates left and right. <laughs> Whooping ass, like <laughs> O'Reilly was getting his ass whooped for no reason, right in front of the main I, pod. I mean, there's reasons. There's not really reasons that they know. <laughs> but at least my homegirl wasn't doing it though. I like her. She wasn't whipping nobody's ass. Oh, Wellesley, who's she gonna beat up? Really, who's she? Who's she gonna beat up, fam? They're not gonna she, hit her back. She, so she, when it's you have they're, power, they're prisoners. They're, they're prisoners. They, I, you know, I've seen some. Who are them other who are them other COs going to whip? You think they can whip Adabisi's ass? No, no. that's why Adabisi stayed flawless. Flawless. <laughs> but um, you think they can whip? They were whipping Rick Fox's ass. Six, they, that six foot seven man would they, beat the shit out of them. They beat the shit out of Rick Fox too. <laughs> they sent him down a line and beat the shit out of him like he was an initiation in college. <laughs> they did an ass with the soul train line on this nigga dog. Like they lined that nigga up and said, We gotta see if you can hang. <laughs> if you can't hang, you gotta get out the game. <laughs> they were mean to him. So he deserved it too. I didn't feel bad. And line, lined his ass up. It, it, was he was he the one that got lined up and they beat his ass on the way to the hole? Yep. They and then threw him in the ass, hole afterwards. Beat his ass on the way to the hole. How fucked up is that? They were, I mean, they whooped his ass down the line just like taking turns. It was like it was a fucking it was like a it was a fucking 21 gun salute ass it, whooping. <laughs> it was a wedding reception of an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of rose petals, it was ass whoopings. Oh man, you got oh, something rice, for me? Yes. It was ass um, so Glenn is suspending CLs left and right. Um, Dr. Nathan is telling him, you know, our whole hospital unit is turning into the shoe. Um, Glenn asks O'Reilly what happened. O'Reilly's like, I didn't even do nothing. And Glenn's like, who did it? And O'Reilly's like, why the fuck do you think I'll tell you? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm, a, I'm just going to get my ass whipped again. <sighs> I didn't even trust do Glenn. nothing. So the union steward, that's why I figured the, uh, that dude with the suit is, or the dude with the, the nice shirt was, he's a union steward. Um, the union steward's upset. McManus in this in this scene literally reminds me of a white guy who's told by somebody else that he can't um, 
he can't understand what somebody's going through because he's not them. Oh, oh, so you mean I can't understand what my COs are going through because I'm not, a, I was never a CO? Yes. That's precisely what I'm telling you. Like, you've never mm. been a CO. That's bullshit. That, don't support that bullshit. Really? Really? So that's the same way that uh, we tell black, we tell white folks, you can't understand what we go through because you're not black. Yeah, that's the same thing when cops say you can't understand what we go through because you're not a cop, and we all tell them that's bullshit. Nah. What's the difference? They, he's literally a cop. He's literally saying you don't understand what us cops go through because you ain't a cop. That's no. That's he said because you weren't a guard. Situation. You weren't a CO. You weren't a guard. You yeah, were CO is a cop. But I don't. I don't think that. McManus was ever a cop. I think he got his degree yes. and just kind of hired into this upper position. That's my Wellesley point. We mentioned that before too. That's my point. And when cops, when the, when people talk about what happened with black people and how cops um, police them, the cops say, "You don't know what it's like to be a cop in this neighborhood. You don't know what it's like to be a cop in this thing. So don't you comment on that." And we all say, "Fuck you. That's bullshit. Do your job." McManus is saying, yeah, someone died. When you come to work at a prison as a CO, or if you put on a uniform, that can happen. That does not give you an excuse to beat the shit out of everybody else who didn't do shit. And he said, they're innocent. And that dude said, ha, innocent? I didn't expect you to understand that. Yo, you said, said, you said that too. You have said that too. Like, I don't care because this person has killed somebody. That's right. I don't care. <laughs> But I don't use that as an excuse to beat the shit out of people who didn't do nothing to me. I don't have a problem with getting revenge on the person who did something wrong. They ain't do nothing wrong. They didn't. They did not. I still look at O'Reilly like, what did I do? Um, O'Reilly was just standing there, getting the shit beat out of his head, bleeding, leaking all over the floor and shit. But I think that the more important part of this uh, whole scene is that because... Um, officers are getting suspended and getting fired. CEOs are getting suspended and getting fired. Avon motherfucking Barksdale becomes a damn CO. Yep, the next the next wire person is here. <laughs> Why the fuck was he here? He's there to be the person who slips Saeed a gun. So at first I thought he was fucking with Saeed because he'd only been at Oz for three weeks or at Oswald for three weeks. But he's the one who goes to Saeed's laundry. I don't know how he knows it's Saeed's laundry, but, and slips him a gun. You know, just in case. So I think he wasn't really fucking with Saeed. I think he was fucking with Saeed. Like, he was down for the cause. Right. Yeah. But he, you know, I'm like, yo, you had two guns with you? Did you keister a gun? Like, how did you get that gun? Yeah, how did you get the extra gun? Like, police... Like the the detention centers are pretty strict about how many guns you can bring into the facility, so where did that extra gun come from? And like, can you carry a gun just walking around the regular ass prison for somebody to take that shit and do something? Shoo, that's a question in itself. He took the guns from the fire squad people, you know where they keep them. He went in that he went in that room. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this commercial break. Hey y'all, this is Derek. We want to thank y'all so, so much for taking time out to listen to this show. What we'd like for you to do right now, wherever you're at, is screenshot your phone, iPad, or whatever you're listening to the show on, and send it to us on Twitter at Return to Oswald. 
We'll retweet it to everybody and show that you're a part of the family. Also, if you'll be so kind as to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast at and subscribe and follow, we'll greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and back to the show. So, um, the next thing that happens is that Officer Smith, who, again, died shielding uh, Warden Glenn from attack, his mom comes to get his belongings. And while she's there, she says she wants to go talk to Groves. Um, Glenn says that's not a good idea. She's like, well, he's going to die soon, so I may not get another chance. This leads to literally the part that ages the best in this show and also is the most infuriating shit in the world to me. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm just going to let it play. I'm going to let it play as it is. I'm Loretta Smith. You killed my son. You're a handsome fellow. No, the fuck he's not. You broke God's law. Love thy neighbor. I want to hate you, but I can't. I feel pity. Tears. No hate. I didn't realize that until this moment. You are my neighbor, and I love you. And I forgive you. Why we always got to be forgiven? Exactly. Exactly. That's what pissed me off. When, I got a different opinion. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, let's hear what your opinion is. Go ahead. That doesn't bother me at all because people there are people who are like that. Yes, the, there the, are. But the issue that bothers a... me is when it's expected that you behave that way, not that if someone chooses to behave that way. So like when the news says, can't we all just get along? Don't, do you forgive these people? That shit infuriates me. But if a mother or someone decides that they want to feel that way, that doesn't bother me because there are people who feel that way. Well, the thing that gets on my nerves about this scene isn't the fact that she forgives him. It's the fact that it's a black woman and that they expect a black woman to be the one to forgive people. Because remember, in last episode, there was another mom who was talking to somebody who killed her child. And she got to cuss and scream and and I fucking hate you and all that kind of stuff. There was no grace. There was none expected. But with this one, they're like, okay, let's go ahead and walk with this trope where black women are expected to forgive the atrocities of others done to them and their families. And that's what gets on my nerves. Because that's what's happening even now is that we are asking black women to be the person be the bigger person forgive this overlook this go past this and that's not the way that it should be but that's the way that it always is and that's the way it's written in this role in my it's like, opinion it's like both them jeans family hugging that lady mm-hmm. you know like yeah, but they should... decided to do that though like i don't know how, i can't get mad at people like I like my family is from the south like i went to the south and seen people do that type of shit all the time like church folks I get a problem when it's demanded, like Rashani was saying. Like I do, like we expect you to do this. We expect this person. But to do obviously, this. the writers expected this, and that's what I'm saying. They just, wrote this, so they just, did expect it. They planned right. this out. This shit that we this this just happened in reverse in the last episode. 
Yeah, but where, where a white lady got to go to f- go clean the fuck off. I she agree. started off cool and then she got to go clean the fuck off and she was allowed to go to the place that she went to, even though she could clearly see that the person that she was talking to did uh, uh, like was at the very least remorseful, like didn't he didn't say a fucking word. And like you can see on his face, like this is not a situation I expected. I didn't want to be in that situation. I don't want to fucking be here. I don't want your child to be dead. You can read that clearly on his face. And she went slam the fuck off. I agree. And then we got the same thing here. You can see that look on his face in what in what we know. And, and he didn't get to say, like, I was trying to get to someone else. He just got in the way. But you can see that remorse and everything on his face. He is literally fucking crying while while this lady is talking to him. And she is written to be the one that has to forgive. And she has to keep her composure. And she can't go off? I agree. I, I don't think the situations are the same, but I do think that is the truth of the writing. I think the situation... Like, if a better show... I don't want to say a better show because I think the show is good. But in 2019, you could write this in a way because I I could see someone saying the first one was upset about a little girl dying and the second lady is upset about a grown man who's a CO dying. And not to say now, that are those you, are you a parent? Are yeah. you a parent? No, sir? no, no, he's not. But he I mean, but, I'm not gonna but, I'm not but, gonna do wait, that. I'm not gonna say no no no, you- no 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 wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying when when you're a parent. That person, no matter how old they are, that is always my little girl. Like, I have a daughter. That is always my little girl. Even, you know, 12-year-old full of fucking attitude. I want to slap her sometimes. She's still that little girl to me. You know what I mean? When when you're a parent, your child is still that little child to you, no matter how old they are. Um, So, like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why this, this, this lady would not you know, not feel that her her little boy is gone. I mean, because honestly, in this situation, I would, if I was a parent and my child had just passed away, I would be frustrated and saddened because, like I said, my mom told me I couldn't work as a CO because you're in there with all these inmates who can potentially harm you. So they're already, she probably already had that conversation with her son like, yo, I don't feel comfortable about you being a CO. He's like, mom, the money's good. I need it. And he goes in there and he, her worst fear comes to fruition. He, he gets killed. You have a right to be upset at so many people for the death of your child in a facility where he's doing a job. Like there was nobody drunk. There was nobody doing nothing. This was premeditated murder. I mean, it was a premeditated and he killed the wrong person, but it was still premeditated murder. I'd be furious, but she has so much grace and comes in there like, you're such a handsome man. No, he's not. No, 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 he's not. You're such a handsome man. Uh, I didn't expect that. And you know what? I didn't expect to forgive you until I came in and read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you're mad at the writers is what you're saying. I I, I am because, and, 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 and it's because they wrote this trope the same way the folks were, even though I didn't agree with it. The folks were mad about, you know, soul and 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 how the uh, black person 
becomes a different character in all the movies where they have somebody black starring in it. That's a trope. We have to be aware of the tropes that are happening. And this trope still goes on in, in roles today and in life. I, I, I think it would be a, I think it would be a lot different if those two episodes were not back to back. Also. Or if that white woman was like, you know what, I know you didn't mean to, but you need to stop drinking and let him sit there and snivel for a second. But like we said, last episode. But here's it, but hold on, but hold on. I do have to say this. Last episode, when that white woman went off, both of y'all were like, don't you see that he's remorseful? Like he didn't try to kill your son. Like, why are you acting like that? That's what y'all said. Didn't, he didn't even she the thing is with that situation in the last episode she held the picture up to the glass he recoiled everything that she did you could see that he was recoiling from everything that happened and we knew the background story knowing that he was very 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 remorseful of what had happened prior with this right. one y'all never was... said that she had the right to be angry y'all said why is she acting like that no said, no what i said remorseful. in the last one what i said in the last one was that uh peter marie handled it poorly no, when, no, when that lady was going off, y'all said, why is she going off like that? He's clearly remorseful, and it was the accident. It's not like she tried to kill your son or, or daughter on purpose. He was being rem like he was clearly remorseful, and she went off on him. That's what y'all said. And one of y'all even called her a Karen. Y'all said she went full Karen after that. I did, so, I did. And yes, the reason you did. Yes, no, I, I did. And the reason why I, I said she went full Karen is, I, I don't know. I just felt like she saw his vulnerability and literally pounced on it. Yeah, she, because it she, felt like she, she it felt like he, she grew strength as she saw his weakness. Yes. Or absolutely. she got more angry thinking about what happened. And the longer she stood in front of the person that killed her daughter. Okay, I'll give you that too. But either right, way it goes, she had an opportunity to be angry. This black right. woman wasn't given the opportunity to be angry. Correct. That's what I'm, that's my point. The way people act. It's just the way people act. Now, the way people write how people act is the problem. Yes. Is what, what I'm saying. Like, if you write the black woman to act like that right after the white woman acted like that is the problem. But the black woman acting like that is not a problem to me, is what I'm trying to say. No, it's not a problem. It's just it's at this something point, that at this, is, that's what, I'm it, trying it to is what it is. Like, they are literally... No, no, I think the problem is that that even though, like, we're not saying that this we're we're thinking about all of the instances of this not just what's happening in this show but we also know that in society at large this is expected correct mm -hmm. that's the problem the problem is is expected and the fact that back to back these episodes like you know like one one lady was allowed to be angry and the other lady clearly was not allowed to be angry uh, according to the writers the problem is on the writers it's not the character's fault correct yeah more or less <laughs> and, then, and then he he tries to tell her that that uh, that 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 was not his target. <laughs> Get her the fuck out of here! Like they they got her the fuck out of there real fast. Because the next thing he was gonna say was, "I wasn't trying to kill him. I was trying right. to kill him." Right. <laughs> so they got her out of there real fast after that. That's a and, PR moment. <laughs> yes. The Glenn ain't shit for that. I will take I will take Brandon's side on that. Glenn oh, ain't yeah. shit. No, this Glenn whole episode, Glenn reaches the new level of just ain't shitness. I agree. I can't even I can't ride for Glenn on none of this shit. No, not not at all. Not in the least. 
So the next thing that happens is Devlin, who's also still a piece of shit, decides that um, they're going to do the 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 uh, firing squad execution, but that one of the rifles used for the execution will have blanks in it, so no one will know who killed who fired the killing shot. It's kind of like the the thing about the executioners of old, where they would wear the fucking a bag over their heads, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. Where it's like you know, like I I'm I'm putting this over my head. This 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 mask, this covering is protecting me from it being me in this spot. Um, and I you know it's the same type of thing, but we see that shit backfires. Yeah, and this shit backfires because now they they uh, line him up to be executed, and um, only one person, only one shot happens. Like everybody doesn't. So I still don't know. Like, did everybody pull no, their trigger shot, at the same they, time? They all shot at the same time. So but, uh, how's there only one shot? Like, how's there one perfect shot in the bullseye if there's only one blank? I don't know. No, no. I, it, I think. No. I, I think we're supposed to we're supposed to suspend or disbelief that everyone or shot was at he the exact or maybe time. he got it mixed up and everybody had blanks except for one gun that had a bullet in it. No, I think it's the I think it was the other, no, it's the they, other way around. It's, it's supposed the other to way make around. you think that you might be the one who had blanks. Yeah, yeah, because they if everyone hits the target, if everyone hits the target, then you then you don't know if it was actually you. Yeah, but if everybody hits the target, then his whole chest should have been obliterated instead of one perfect hole going through the bullseye on his chest. I mean, it was pretty bloody by the time we saw it. So, like, we don't know if that was just one hole. It's or maybe these some, these some good-ass fucking... I mean, Glenn said, like, he was getting fucking... Um, well, was it Glenn or the governor said that he was getting calls from sharpshooters from everywhere? They wanted to be a part of this shit. The governor. <laughs> and when they told him no, they ended up just going to the Capitol. Um, so then the next thing is, <laughs> Rebido's going up the stairs. You see him look <laughs> at, <laughs> at, at uh, Bodie and <laughs> one of the gangsters uh, as he runs up the stairs. And um, he tells uh, Kenny for the uninitiated. Yeah, Kenny. Sorry. And so he tells them. He tells uh, O'Reilly, "I'm I'm scared now. I'm scared of everybody," which is sad. Um, they then show one of the COs in the locker room. It's a co-ed locker room. I I still don't get that, but okay. I guess it's because uh, Wellesley is supposed to be the only woman working in the entire force. Um. Yeah, but like, yeah. wait till we get the other one. Oh. Yeah. So um, the one of the CO just sitting in the, the locker room drinking a big-ass bottle of whiskey uh, talking about, since I don't know if I killed him, then I don't know if I, don't ki- I didn't kill him. But if I don't know if I didn't kill him, that means I might have killed him. So now I'm going to have to sit along with the thought that I might or might not have killed him. I wish I knew for sure if I killed him because since I don't, then I think I might not have killed him, but then I might have killed him. Yeah, those that that whole thing just completely backfired, especially when it, when it comes to this one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit completely backfired because that having a blink in one, yeah, it might have made the people who designed this shit feel better, but it's not making this guy feel better. Like he doesn't like it. It seems pretty obvious. This is the first time he killed someone. Yeah, very much so. And so the next thing that happens is we get to hear some beautiful, beautiful music uh, from Eugene Dobbins, uh, who is. 
We we didn't talk about the message. I think he wanted to try to get his message about him wanting to uh, wanting to kill Glenn to uh, the mother, so that like no, I didn't mean to do this. I was trying to kill Glenn, but like they 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 put he was trying to tell the father, and right when he was getting ready to tell the father, it was like oh time to go, uh, fucking <laughs> the warrior. It was like oh time to go. He need to go now. And then they put him in the room, and they had the speaker system, and the father couldn't hear what he actually said. Mm-hmm. We did hear him say uh, Warden Glenn. Uh, but like we didn't hear what he actually said. Yeah, what and I'm almost hundred percent. Huh? What was his message? It was probably I, think, I tried to kill Glenn. Yeah, I think oh. I think so. I think he was trying to make sure that that lady knew because remember when she was there and he was trying to tell her, Warden Glenn was like, "Oh, time to go!" Like <laughs> he's got her. To, he got her clean the fuck out of there before he could actually say what he wanted to say. I do want to point out that with that that uh, at this point in time. Groves is probably the person who lasts the longest on the, well, he's obviously the person who lasts the longest on the show before he got killed or executed. Most other people show up for like an episode or two or maybe even 16 minutes before they die or kill themselves. So shots out to him for making it almost to the whole first season. Um, the next thing is we see uh, Dobbins in the uh, cafeteria playing his cello. Um, it's beautiful music. It's the rats you gotta look out for. Our rats come in all shapes and sizes. Who the fuck's that? Some hotshot highbrow cellist. Um, I guess he's a hotshot because McManus gave him permission to practice for an hour every day. So I gotta stay in here and listen to him. What's he playing? I don't know. I'm a Beck fan myself. <laughs> <laughs> so. What a fucking gentleman McManus is. What a gentleman. Not really. Since you wanted to say that, not 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 really, maybe even not at all. And here's why: because later on, uh, Dobbins, Eugene Dobbins, the, the cellist, uh, who's in jail uh, for stabbing somebody else with the pointy end of his cello, right? Um, he says <laughs> he that you with the cello, like how you you kill a motherfucker with your instrument. Yeah, I don't know, and then get to bring it into prison with you. That doesn't make any sense to me. But right. you got to bring your murder weapon in the in the jail. Wow. And 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 set it up and play for an hour every day. Meanwhile, the black guy who uh, who Augustus sets up to come and join him to play music because Dobbin says, "Yeah, playing music by yourself is the most lonely thing in the world." So Augustus finds a black guy who plays a trumpet to come in and join him later on. McC- or uh, McManus didn't give him no time to practice. He don't get no hour in there by himself. How right? do you know he knew he was a trumpet player? I'm sure he's playing that trumpet somewhere. Otherwise, how did Augustus a... know he was a trumpet player? Because The lady said, because prisoners talk about that shit. What kind of question is that? You're reaching. I see what you're doing. You're reaching like Reed Richards right now. Stretching <laughs> all across the fucking room. No, I'm saying though, if you can play music, you'll hear it. 
McManus is always out there. He fucking lives in Oz. They said that a few our last episode. So and the dude who had a trumpet came up there and nobody stopped him. So it's not like he said you can't play your music. He probably didn't know. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give him that. And they was playing some good music. Um. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, it was good homework music. Yeah, it was. The uh, problem is that uh, Jackson Bayhew is a, a drug addict and a bully at this point in time. And so he's picking on Dobbins and Augustus goes over to him and beats Jackson off of Dobbins by running into his leg full speed with his wheelchair. Um, <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Augustus is like, we're all dying, man. And Jackson says the best line back. That ain't no comfort. <laughs> and then the whole thing about him uh, talking to uh, Sister Pete, right? Mm-hmm. He's talking to Sister Pete and um, about about the drug use. And Sister Pete is like, you know, he was talking about the, how that guy's his hero. And she was like, you need a new hero. Yeah. So he was like, I'm my own hero. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, uh, but he wasn't too. What's proud his either. name again? Augustus. Augustus With Hill. Dress. Yeah, Augustus. Augustus. Okay. But he wasn't too much of a hero because uh, Wangler Kenny and Vahu just break into the church <laughs> no, where. No, 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 no. You skipped the part where, the the part where um, he brings in the trumpet player. Jackson is laying on the fucking table behind everything and he sees that shit happening and he is pissed he yeah. gets up he gets up while they're playing and like all right i'm gonna do something about this you see that what is you he see pissed him about because uh, he said dobbin gets to keep using his gift right oh okay he play, we've seen that nigga play basketball every episode he's been on here yeah but he ain't playing basketball against nobody like jordan he ain't playing against the bulls and he ain't performing in a fucking thirty thousand seat arena either but he's still reaching an audience, and Jackson doesn't have an audience. That's bullshit. I know. But still. That nigga's just high. That's what the fuck that is. Probably, but he broke into the church and broke uh, Dobbins' cello. Um, next thing that happens is that O'Reilly walks into Shabetta's uh, pod to talk to Shabetta, and Shabetta starts talking hella dirty to him, just saying all sorts of uh, racial slurs for Irish people. Um yeah, I and, didn't know any of them. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but uh, next thing that happens is that O'Reilly walks out and he's talking to Ross, who we know is an accomplished uh, KKK member. Um, and so they say you should go find Adabisi to make Adabisi you, still on your side. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't mention that uh, when he walked in to talk to Shabetta, Shabetta was talking to Saeed. Yes. Yes. And that and that's what set everybody that's the off. Problem. Like, what the fuck they got to talk about? Yeah, like Ross said, why are you talking to that Muslim nigga? But he said it with a hard <laughs> R like like the teacher in the last episode. <laughs> but um so they uh O'Reilly's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go check with Adabisi, make sure he still has my back. Uh Adabisi is they're talking while they're grinding up the glass for O'Reilly's food. Um, or for uh, Shabetta's food, sorry. And O'Reilly's like, yo, I want to know where you stand in all of this. And Adebisi's response was classic. He said, on my feet, as usual. (laughs) 
but he did say he had O'Reilly's back, which is what O'Reilly and Ross were looking for. And O'Reilly and, and Adebisi have literally, literally made a salad full of ground up glass. Um, O'Reilly sets it in front of uh, Shabetta. Shabetta's like, my stomach hurts. I can't eat right now. Shabetta gets up and goes to his pod to lay down. O'Reilly looks at the, the salad that is literally full of ground up glass and Dobbins is sitting there about to eat his food. O'Reilly looks at Dobbins and say, hey, Dobbins, do you want a salad? And he gives Dobbins the ground glass salad. Which one is Dobbins? The other races do? The cellist. No, the cellist. Oh, the cellist. Oh. Yeah, he, he just happened there. to be sitting there when, when he gave Shabetta the food and Shabetta didn't eat it. So Dobbins came and sat down and was like, hey, man, you want the salad? Mm-hmm. Which was just like, huh. The worst. <laughs> the yeah, he'll, fucking he'll worst. Give, he'll give a fuck about nobody, a snake ass motherfucker. But that's the reason why I'm never going to jail. Like, no prison for me because I don't want to be sitting there one day minding my own business and just. <laughs> yeah. Just get ground glass in my food. So then uh, Nino is sitting there. He starts bleeding out and vomiting blood. Uh, O'Reilly's like, Are you okay? Of course, he's not okay. He ends up going to the hospital. Saeed, right afterwards, runs into Adebisi and O'Reilly, and they have this conversation where they tell him that they're now in, they now run the drug game in, in place of Shabetta. We are in charge of his operation. So any business you had with him? That's good for us. Business? I had no business with Shabetta. Yeah. Hey, you better not be lying. Is that a warning? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a warning for the two of you. Change your ways. Or you will suffer the wrath of God. <laughs> God? I don't see any God. I'm not here. All I see is you. Hey, a bad heart. You have it so wrong. I have a weak heart. And you have the bad heart. You can keep my watch. Thank you. He's right. That nigga hey, literally, just... while they were having a conversation, my reaches man. out, grabs Saeed by the hand, takes it, looks at his watch, unclasps his watch from his <laughs> wrist and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and Saeed is like, you can keep the watch. And, and Adebisi is like, yeah. And then this happens. Right. You do have a bad heart. What can I say? I'm a bad heart, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad heart, motherfucker. Hey, yo, I saw I sent y'all that that clip of the auditions. You know, Adebisi was up for the narrator. Yes, he was up that for Hill. Interesting. It would have been horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. So O'Reilly should have had. You know, you should be. The, you know, should have been a narrator. Lennox from Belly. Oh God, I would have needed subtitles all over again. <laughs> um, so then O'Reilly, for some reason, goes. I don't know how he even made it into the the hospital ward, but he goes over to Nino Shabetta and he basically tells Nino Shabetta, "Look in my eyes. I did this to you." Yeah, you know what? I thought the exact same thing. It's like that nigga would clean Mister Biggs. Mm-hmm. And then starts feeding him again, and 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 yeah, that was fucked up. Um, Schillinger gets out the hospital. He's blind in one eye. He tells um, he tells shit. He tells McManus the problem with being blind in one eye is that you can see straight forward but you can't see side to side. Kind of like him and Beecher. McManus and Beecher are both eggheads so they can't see the world around them. Uh, he goes to Gin Pop 
Beecher gets out of the hole and the bad angel dust that he had, I guess while he was on it, he realized he liked it and he was just going to stay crazy. I don't know. I don't know how a bad trip works, but he gets out and he's still that dude. So he gets out and he's going up to his pod and all of the uh, all of Schillinger's uh, Ku Klux Klan members are out there, skinheads blocking his way. He's about to fight one of them, but it's right in front of the uh, CO's area. So they leave him alone. The next thing that happens is that Beecher is in the, the weight room lifting weights and he sees Schillinger in the gym, which is a separate little area. He sees him in the gym um, doing push-ups and they are just, they see each other. Schillinger says, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. He sees, he sees him and all you can see, all you can hear. I heard this. I, exactly. I don't know if anybody else heard that, but I heard that fucking Kill Bill sound. Um, the moment he saw him walk in there. I knew this was coming. I told y'all. This is my shit. Yeah, speaking of shit. Literally. So this happens. We're going to die. Not today. It's been nuts. It's what a wait. Here's the handle for the wait to, to close the gate so can't nobody get in and stop him. Tie that fucking Nazi up. Goat shit. Hey, motherfucker, you remember this? Oh man! <laughs> I cheered out loud for this. This is my favorite scene this season. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. Oh my god, I'm so proud of him. I'm proud, but can't say. I can't say the other end of what what this begat. I mean, I'm just saying he he didn't have to smear it in with his own yeah. hand. He could have put a napkin on his hand. He shat on his face and rubbed it in like like he was rubbing in lotion on his motherfucking face. Get it in good. Oh, I mean, oh, he, he definitely had it coming. There's absolutely no empathy or sympathy for Schillinger at all. Um, and you have to keep in mind the Schillinger, for everything that we saw him do this season, we never actually saw him fight. We talked about that in the earlier episode that he was always talking or he'd find somebody to prey on or something like that, but he never actually threw hands. So, hey, you you got hit in the blind spot, I guess. <laughs> he got what he deserved. <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, I know that, that weight by itself had to really fucking hurt. Yeah. Like, I mean, he swung that bitch. Like, yo, he he hit him. It he hit him in the side of the head with a fucking weight. Ow! When I saw that, all I could say was, "Holy shit!" <laughs> Not even gonna horn myself. That's really what I thought. Like, damn! The first time I saw that, I was like, "Shit, he did it!" Like, I was just happy for him. Um. So yeah, Brandon. You you've been waiting for that forever. Tell us more. I told you it was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen. And he deserved every bit of it. All uh, of it. 
rubbing it in all of the above. I support it a hundred percent. That was some sweet revenge. Um, and he deserves, I wish it was worse. I wish he'd have killed him, but I know I don't wish he'd have killed him. Cause I don't want him to be locked up for life, but I wish he'd have killed him and then somehow got away with it. I will I, say, huh? I didn't remember. I didn't remember that it happened this soon. I remembered that this happened. I just didn't realize that it happened in the first season. When it happened, the the swiftness of it all just had me like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, do that shit. And then he literally smeared shit in his face, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. I I don't know if I could. Like that—that's on your hand now. That's—that's that's getting in his eye. He has a cut on his eye. Don't do that to him. But by and large, nice. You you get that motherfucker to play. That so honestly, I was gonna say that I thought that Saeed won this episode, but I think Beecher won the episode. Yep, and that just that one moment. That one moment, he he won for me. It was between him and Saeed until he smeared the shit in his face and finally got the comeuppance that he was looking for against somebody who he literally pointed at the tattoo on his ass and was like, remember this. Like, he got all his revenge. So, Brandon, who do you think got the episode? Oh, of course it's Beecher. So, Saeed, you know, the dude almost let him die, but that was just like, he only been there like a day when all that shit happened. Beach had been getting fucked over since he got there. However long it's fucking been, this is a long time coming. Yeah, very much so. And I'm just so it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> 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 Who got the gangster shit? <laughs> um, but yeah. So the next episode after this is. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm there. It's the finales. Yeah, the next episode after this is the finale. It's called A Game of Checkers. <sighs> End of season one coming up soon, y'all. Um, Scar, you got anything? Um, no, man. I'm I'm really, I'm really like looking forward to what's going to happen. Um, like like I said, some of this stuff I didn't expect to happen so soon because I've seen the whole season, I mean, the whole series twice. Um, so, like, I knew some of these beats were coming. I just didn't realize they were coming so soon. So, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like, fuck yeah, man. I'm, I want to see what happens next. And I've been watching. I have not been going ahead. I have not been going ahead at all. Me either. Like, you really just want to be in the moment. Yes. Absolutely. Brandon, anything? Um, I want to see what um, Saeed is up to. Um, hopefully, we'll get some type of thing at the end of the season to see what he's up to. Um, and I don't know why he took that gun, if he's supposed to be so anti-violent. So I want to see how if he's going to become a hypocrite or not. Um, so I'm interested in that part. And I know Schillinger at some point is going to try to get some revenge. I don't think it's going to happen next episode, but I know it's coming soon. And so I want to see uh, how Beecher is because Beecher, you know, two episodes in a row, he's getting standing ovations from the whole, <laughs> the whole, whole eyes. So you know, he's he's becoming the man. And so I want to see how he handles this uh, the status change. 
They exactly. all watched him shit on somebody, and they were just like, oh, I can't look away. So the first day, they watched him bust his eye out, and the second day, they watched him get shitted on. That's, so you had a bad day. <laughs> for real. But um, thank y'all so much for listening. Be sure to leave five stars wherever you listen to the podcast at. If the place you are listening to it at doesn't, leave five, doesn't have five stars, we appreciate you just for listening. Um, yeah, like, like it and share it. Yeah, like it and share it. Subscribe and follow. Um, shout out to everybody who sent us an email recently. We really do appreciate it. Shout out to everybody who's left the review. We really do appreciate it. We're looking forward to closing out this season. It's going to be a uh, interesting story. Let me ask you a question. Did we answer all of the questions for this episode? Um, I think so. Hold on. Let me check to make sure. We, we say who we thought won. And you said you said the scene you said the scene earlier was for you. Yeah. Did y'all have a, a scene that stood out to y'all? Yes, the last one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all thought the scene of the ep- the scene of the uh of this episode was that last one with uh, with Schillinger and Beecher. Yeah, it was like mm-hmm. that moment. It's like that moment when you see Superman returns and he saves that 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 airplane, and everyone kind of stands up and claps at the beginning of the movie before you realize it's a fucking uh, a love story and it doesn't have much Superman in it. But just that one moment, like you know, it meant something <laughs> for a moment like this. Right, Some and like people and, wait a lifetime, and, and then you and then you realize that like you watch the rest of Superman Returns, and you realize that there must have been some sort of rape there that no one ever discusses as rape. So Dude. like, <laughs> I can't believe it's happening to me. Some people wait a lifetime. I really will now not be able to see that part without thinking of that Kelly Clarkson song. Could this be the greatest gift of all? (laughs) You know, I I do wonder why they would have um, the weight room be completely unwatched. Right? I mean, because you literally have them in a room with a full with a room full of weapons that they can use. In like a, you in can a closed take... off area too, because you know it's, it's worse than that. It's the same place where they went in Jefferson, got in that fight and killed them two Hispanic dudes. Yeah. So after that happened, you would think that they would have been like, "That's it." With but that voice the people, the people responsible aren't there anymore. Very true, but they don't know that. Because they didn't show anybody the video. Anyhow, we thank y'all so much for checking us out. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, We will check y'all out next Tuesday. Again, the show comes out every Tuesday. Um, We likely won't take a break between seasons because why? Are are we going to try to fit the other show in at some point? Or are we going to go straight through Oz? Uh, What was the other show? Orphan Black. After we get through with Oz, yeah. We got to go through all of Oz before we go there? Yeah, because I don't want to deviate. I mean, we could do another thing for Orphan Black. Okay. I, I'm, I'm and then sure. put it out a different day. But we could talk about that uh, later on. I do love Orphan Black, though. And Brandon's never seen that either, y'all. Like, we're literally, everything we're doing After is After season Brandon. one, I'm going on strike because we had an agreement. And Mr. Derek over here 
hasn't held up his end of the bargain. I watched some of uh So I feel Can't like Hardly I should go White on strike. Or curb your enthusiasm. That's what it's called. I feel like I should go on strike. Can't hardly wait. Wow. Dude, I I mm-hmm. I'm trying. I feel like I should go on strike. I'm trying so hard to like that show. But everybody I on told there you to just, skip the first episode. I did first skip season. The, I have not skipped the first season. I made it through the first season. I will say that. I did make it through the first season. And the episode that I liked the most in the first season thus far is the one where let me close my eyes and think about this for a second. It's the one where they go to the party with all the black people there. And he tells the doctor that uh, Richard Lewis must like him because of affirmative action, which, <laughs> God, really? Um, but yeah, that was my favorite episode so far. It was just cringeworthy. That's, the show is cringeworthy. But I'm cringe. watching it. I just don't talk about it because that's like, mm. I saw a murder yesterday. Why do I want to talk about it with anybody? I think Shaq's in episode two. I mean, it's season two. That's, that episode's good with Shaq. Okay. So you get some good shit. Okay. Wait till you get the crazy eyes killer. Yeah, I keep hearing about this. It better be as good. As... Now what's going to happen is if I get to that one and it's not funny, I'm going to let y'all know about it. You're setting yourself up. It's it's impossible not to laugh at crazy eyes killer, just mm-hmm. so you know. All right, for sure. Well, for each and every one of y'all, thank you so much. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Um, and have a wonderful day. We're out. Peace. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, did you say?